Good morning, everybody. Today we're going to break our world record, Bezat Hashem. Uh, we're going to learn Daf Ein Vav and Ein Zayin, Bezat Hashem, in Mesechas Babakama. I said, Barry, wait till you see what we do tomorrow. And Barry said, very candidly, I don't believe you. All right, so let's see. But he knows that I respond well to a challenge. That's why he's doing it. So in the two dots in the middle of the page on Ein Vav and Aleph, okay, uh, we were saying the following thing. I guess... That's what we could start with. Rav Shimon had said that the, the idea that he had said was that when it comes to being makdish something, right, it'll depend on whether it's chayav b'achoyusen or not. Okay, the whole thing we're talking about now is when we have the dalad v'hei, um, knas, that one pays, okay, a person steals, and then he's tabachu machar, he has to pay dalad v'hei. And so the entire Mishnah had started, and now we're going to finish that Mishnah with the, with the idea of what happens when you have multiple sets of Edim, and what happens when you only have a set of Edim for a Dal Vahey. Now we're talking about when do you have to pay the Dal Vahey? Does that Shechita, right, typically in the Pasuk, you say that the idea is that the um, animal has to first belong to an owner. We'll call that the Baal. That's always going to be Barry. And then when the animal is stolen, right, the Ganav now has the animal and he shechs the animal and the animal had to have belonged to, has to still belong to, technically, to Barry, right? And then you're shechting Barry's animal and for that, you're not allowed to do that because that's an irreversible, as we had already seen in Rashi and in the, and in the, uh, in the Gemara, you're, getting, you're sinking deeper into your sin. It's an irreversible uh, part of, do, of doing the theft. And now you can never return it to Barry in the state that you got it. And so for that, you have to pay dollar hey, All of that it can be true, except what if Barry was, let's say, uh, just to get the easiest case, what if Barry did... Uh, had designated the animal for Hekdesh. Once Barry designates the animal for Hekdesh, the animal belongs to Hekdesh. It does no longer belong to Barry. If you were to, subsequent to that, if the thief were to shecht the animal, so then he's not shechting Barry's animal and he would not be chayv dal behei. And the end of the Mishnah, Rav Shimon had said that it is actually a dependent on whether the, how Barry consecrated the animal. How is Makdashit? If he had said that haray alai, right, that I am obligated myself to bring this animal as a korban, that korban would have to be replaced. That's called chayev b'achriyusan. So if the animal were to disappear or be stolen, he would have to replace it. In that case, Rav Shimon said, a thief of such an animal would have to pay dal behei, okay? Or uh, if conversely he had said, this animal, this very specific animal I'm bringing as a korban, and that animal was stolen, Barry would not have to replace it. Then, Rib Shimon said that he would not have to pay Dal Vahey. So the Gemara now says, in the middle of Ayin Favam Aleph, in the two dots, Let's examine Rib Shimon's right, ph- philosophy over here. What is the underpinnings of his Svara? Shimon's logic was that whether Barry gives it to Hedyot, or whether Barry, right, sells it to somebody, or whether Barry gives it to, makes it hekdish, right, it, regardless, it should be the same thing. And therefore, the reason why the thief is chayv dal v'hei, um, right, for, in this particular case, mechira, right, that was, because remember, you're going to pay dal v'hei for one of two things. You're going to pay it for either shechting the animal 
a thief would pay, or if he sold the animal. Because selling the animal also, once you sell it to an unsuspecting right, third party, that person, when they get the animal, right, doesn't know that it was contraband, right, that it was a stolen animal, and then you'll, there'll be no hopes for Barry getting it back. So what happens in the following case? So we're gonna, the order really matters. We're gonna go through the order. What happens if, if Barry, and this is actually a machlokas from Yochanan Rishlakish that we're not going to delve back into. Tosfos keeps delving into it each time um, it's brought up, and I just am not bringing it up. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the, there is a question of how a thief could, in fact, be makdash the animal. But be that as it may, what if Barry has the animal stolen, and then the thief, Shmerel, is makdash the animal? That would be tantamount to selling it, right? So if that's Rav Shimon's Svara, that a thief being makdash the animal should carry the same penalty as a thief selling the animal, that's what it means when it says, mali mali so then, if the thief is makdash the animal, so says the Gemara, then the opposite logic would make sense. Why? Because kachim shechayv b'ach pater, right? That if indeed, right, Barry... It was Chayev Bachayusan. Barry uh, had to replace the animal. Then, perhaps in that case, you would not be able to be Makdish the animal, and the thief should be exempt from Dalad Behe because he didn't manage to to rip it out of Barry's possession. As the Gemara says, the Akati lo Nafak Mirshusei. Right? The animal still belongs to Barry. So again, what the Gemara is saying here is that whereas Rabbi Shimon in our mission says that if Barry was Chayv Bechayus, then the thief should be Chayv Dal And if Barry was not Chayv Bechayus, then the thief should be Potter. What the Gemara now is saying is that the logic should be the opposite. That if Barry is Chayv Bechayus, then with respect to the thief being Makadish the animal, he should not be Chayv Dal because he didn't accomplish anything. Because Barry still owns the animal. Because that's what we said. We said Chayv Bechayus means that for whatever reason, by virtue of Barry saying that he, that he has to deliver the animal regardless, right? So even if this animal goes away, it needs to be replaced. Barry retains ownership of the animal. So even if the thief is Mikadashit, Barry retains ownership and nothing happened. And therefore the thief should not be chayv anything. And contrastly, says the Gemara, whereas if Barry is not chayv to replace it and therefore doesn't have that, um, Responsibility and is not tethered to the animal, so to speak, in terms of his ownership. So then, the thief should be chayav. The mafkila because then at that point, when the thief is is makdash the animal, it actually works, goes out of Barry's possession, and therefore it should be like mechira, and therefore for that you should have to pay dal vehe. Oh, so now and this is where we left off. Fifteen lines up, Amri. They said Rabbi Shimon Amil Sachrisi Kai. Rabbi Shimon must be referring to a completely different halacha. Okay, what's the different halacha? So we say, what is it? V'hachi Kitani. The Mishnah is not talking about a case where it was, uh, where, where the Ganav stole the animal from Barry and then the Ganav tried to make it Hekdish. No, that was not the case. It rather, Ein ha-gonav achar ha-ganav tashlumi arba v'chamisha. What happened was, uh, Shmerel stole the animal from Barry, and then the Shmerel had the animal stolen from him. Okay, so now he's a Gonav after a Ganav. So that's the first thing. So the first thing that we learned, this is the Mishnah in Samach Beis, is that if a Gonav after a Ganav steals from a Ganav, so then you don't have to pay 
And that makes sense because the only time you have to pay Dalad is when you steal it from the original Baal. So far, so good. And then, This is, this is the important part. That if Shmerel, back to Shmerel, if he's going to hekdesh me base balim, he's going to be pater dal vehei. That's the case that, the, that Rav Shimon is talking about. What's the significance of this case? Because you've got to follow the sequence. In, we had originally assumed, because in our mission we're talking about a case where Shmerel steals Barry's animal, and then Shmerel tries to make it. That, says the Gemara, would only work if it was something that Shalochai Bachriusen. That's the only time the hekdesh works. And that would be tantamount to selling it. And for that, Shmerel would have to pay Dalad Vahey. But that's not the sequence that Rav Shimon was talking about. He was talking about the following sequence. That Barry first made the animal Hekdesh while it was still in Barry's possession. And then the Shmerel stole it. Oh, if Barry already was Makash the animal. And then Shmerel stole it, he's putter from Dalad Vahey. My time, why? Because it says, V'gunav mi beis ha'ish, v'lomi beis Hekdesh. So there, the Mishnah in Samach Beis says the following, that in the Pasuk, where it teaches you the Chiyuv of Dal Vahey, it's talking about a case where you steal it from the house of the person, which is to say that when Shmerel steals it from Barry, it is in Barry's possession and also belongs to Barry. But when Barry himself was Makadish the animal, so it is no longer considered Mebeis Saish. It's already Beis Hekdish. Barry himself had already designated the animal for Hekdish. And it is for that reason that in that context, the Pasuk does not obligate the thief for Dalad Vahey. And therefore, that is why Shmerel would be Pater from Dalad Vahey. However, it is in that context that Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kachim Shechayev Bachriyus and Chayev, that if it was the kind of situation where Barry said that it's Chayev Bachriyus and he would have to replace the animal, then the thief would be Chayev Dalad Vahey. And my time, what's the reason? Because Vikarina Bey Vigunav Beis because that is still Vigunav and Beis Because as we said when we just started this whole discussion, that Barry obligating himself to replace the animal were it to be lost or stolen, creates an ownership the, um, between the Barry has of the animal, even once he was Mekadosh the animal. So that's the qualification that Rav Shimon says. That when Barry is Mekadosh the animal in a, in a way that he's Chayev Bechuyusen, it's still tethered, it's still considered Barry's animal even after Hekdesh. And it is for that reason. Even in that context, even though Barry himself was Mekadosh the animal, it's still Karina Bey Begunavim Beisaish. It's still considered when Shmeroth steals it as if he had stolen it from Barry's house, even though Barry had already been Makadashit, and therefore he's Shmeroth Gemichayev Dal Vehei. However, in contrast, Shainu Chayev Bechuyus and Pater Delokarin Bey Begunavim Beisaish. And if it was a kind of situation where it was not Chayev Bechuyus, then Shmeroth would be Pater because it's not Begunavim Beisaish. Good. So now eight lines up from the bottom. We're going to ask, how is it that Rashimon is going to be Chayev, right? If, uh, right, Rashimon is going to make Shmerel Chayev for Dal Vehei after Barry had already been Makadosh as follows. Mechdi. Shemidi A different issue. A different issue. We learned that Rashimon holds that in order to be, let's go, let's get away from Mechira now, from, because again, we're not, Talking, we're talking about either Mechira or Tavicha, right? Tavachu Machar. Let's go back to Shechting, okay? The Shmerel is going to Shech the animal. Says the Gemara, in order to be Chayev Dalad Vehei for Shechting an animal, doesn't the Shechita have to be a kosher Shechita? In other words, it says Vetavachu Machar, right? You have to Shech the animal. 
What would you say if Shmerel steals the animal and then shoots it in the head in the backyard, right? So the presumably Rav Shimon himself held that that shchit that would not be mechayev him dalad behei, right? It's a very special kanas in the Torah where the shchit has to be a kosher shchita. Okay, you could say, oh, but it's still irreversible theft if he shot it at the head. But Shimon has an idea. He has a, he has a halacha that you follow the way the pasuk says it. When the pasuk says v'tavach, it means kosher shechting. Okay, only that would be mechayev him dalad behei. Okay, says the Gemara. So shchita oh, In this context, we learned that Shimon held that it has to be a shchita ruya, as we just said, in order to be considered a shchita. Okay, in order to be chayav dal vehe. Well, ask the Gemara. Wait a minute. How does Shimon hold? If you're going to say, <laughs> once you're going to concede that there is a case, according to Rabbi Shimon, however you understand it, that Shmerel could steal the animal from, from, from Kachim, from Barry, and then Shecht it, and Michayev Dal Vey. If you're going to say that it's such a scenario, how does that scenario work? It sounds like our assumption is that he's doing what's called Shchut Echutz, which is not allowed. That what Shmerel is doing is taking an animal that's already been consecrated by Barry and Shechting it, which is a not allowed thing to do, that's an Isser, and therefore, it's not a kosher shechita. And therefore, if it's not a kosher shechita, then you shouldn't be chayef dalvei because it's not a kosher shechita. And it needs to be kosher shechita to be chayef dalvei. That's the question of the Gemara. The Gemara is going to give three possible answers. Two within Rabbi Yochanan and one within Rachel Akish as follows. Kiyasa Rabdimi, Yom Rabbi Yochanan. Rabdimi, famously, Rabbi Yochanan was a great gadol in Eretz Yisrael. He had Talmidim like Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Avin and Rabdimi. They would come from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel and report what the great Gadol Rabbi Yochanan had said in Shir, and they would answer many questions that way. So this is one of those ways. Rav Dimi came and he said in the name of Yochanan from Eretz Yisrael, the following case. Wow. That, in other words, how are you going to get out of the fact that it sounds like the thief is shechting kachim outside of the base of Mikdash? Say, he's not shechting it outside of the base of Mikdash. He's a very weird kind of sociopath thief. What is he doing? He's stealing Barry's Kurdish animal, and instead of enjoying it and shuffling it and selling it, he's having some sort of uh, revelation moment and he's bringing it to the base of Mikdash on Barry's behalf. Well, once he brings this to the, to the Mikdash, base of Mikdash and shechts it on Barry's behalf, it's like he's doing Barry essentially a favor, right? He's bringing the Korban in your name, Barry, and he's shechting it. Now, it's not a problem with Shchut Echutz because he's not, it's not Shchut Echutz. He's taking Kachim. You can't do Kachim out, outside. You can do Chulun outside or Kachim Bifnim. So they said, Rav Yochanan said in Shir, this is the case of Kachim Bifnim. He shechted it inside. He shechted it inside on behalf of Barry. Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. If he was shechting it Bifnim for Barry's sake, so then he did Barry a favor. He didn't, he didn't really steal it. Chazra Karen Labailim means basically it's a Corbin for the owner. The Ghanim should be put there completely. He's like returned. Wait. All he ended up doing, like initially when he stole it from Barry's house, Barry was like, what are you doing, man? Right? Next thing you know, he's doing him a favor. So now he looks like one of these guys that's, right, that's going around and, uh, what should we call it? And giving, giving stuff to the Chayalim, right? In, 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 uh, in, in Eretz Yisrael. Like he's taking the candlesticks and he's giving it to the Chayalim's widows and all of this. He's actually doing what Barry would have wanted to do anyways for him. Okay, so then there's no Gnevar whatsoever, if that's the case. So, no, that can't be where he's Chayv Dal 
that's what the Gemara asks. So Amar Yitzchak Bar Avin Shenishbach Adam. Yitzchak Bar Avin said, "No, this was the case that Rav Yochanan had said in Shir that yes, it's true. The the um, Ganav Shmerel brought the animal on behalf of Barry. However, there is a ceremony, right, a procedure that has to take place. You have to do the shechita of the animal when it's being makdish, and then you have to do the zrikas adam also." That's part of the karma. Until you do zrika sadam, you can't eat the animal, right? You can't eat the, the meat. In this particular case, the blood was spilled. And so the carbon was not completed. And so at the time that the shechita was done, the shechita was actually kosher because it was done in, right, the azara. It was done where it was supposed to be done. So there's no issue of shechut chutz. So the tavach of tavach umachar was enough to obligate him. And because he didn't actually bring the carbon properly, so then it didn't do Barry any favors. He lost the korban. And it is for that reason he has, that the thief has to pay dal and In other words, the shechita is indeed a kosher shechita, but the korban did not work out. And therefore, that is why he had to, that explains Rav Dimi in the name of Yochanan. That's why he had to, right, um, have to pay dal and The shechita was fine, but the korban never ended up making it all the way. Okay. Then Kiyasa Ravin, Rav Yochanan, Ravin said in the name of Yochanan, B'shochet mim b'fnim shelo l'shem b'aylem. That again, there's no issue of shechute chutz because the shechita was inside. It was tamimim. In other words, the fact that it was tamimim means it's not chul and it's still hekdesh. However, he did it shalol l'shem bailim. He didn't do it for the sake. So he's chayav dal vehei, but the shechita is still ruya. That's the answer. And as we turn to Ein Vavam that is Rabbi Yochanan. So either he did it shalol l'shem bailim or the blood got spilled. Either way, we're talking about what's the chiddush? Yichayav dal vehei, and the shechita is fine because the shechita is bifnim. And the korban didn't work out. Either he didn't do the shame bailim or the blood spilled, and therefore he's chayv dal because Barry had the thing stolen and the korban wasn't brought properly, so he lost out. Dal good. What's Rish Lakish Shita? Starting on nine five on base. B'shochet bali mumin b'chutz. Yeah, Rish Lakish said the case was not one of shchut echutz, but not because he took it and did it bifnim, but rather because there was a mum. Well, Barry is Makadish the animal, but the animal was never fit for sacrifice. There was a mum on it. Well, once there's a mum on it, it still has value, right? It still belongs to Barry, right? You still stole it. Barry could still, you know, eat it. Once it has a mum, you could shecht it and eat it normally. So that's what Rish Lakish says. It's mutter to shecht because it's outside. Now, again, does Tosfos go nuts about can you be Makdashit, Bailim, Biyad Ganav, and all this? Yes, but we're. Avoiding that machlokas, uh, avoiding these uh, observations of Tosfos throughout, just to keep the Gemara straight, Rish Lakish basically saying, the shechita is a shechita ver'uya because it's shechute chulin outside of the azar, that is mutter. And therefore, right, ironically, I guess you could say, because the shechita is okay, the ganav is going to be chayev for dal v'hei, for stealing Barry's animal. Ah. So now the Gemara wants to state, the Hiba Rabbi Lazar, like Rabbi Yochanan shechita materas, Rabbi Lazar was pondering something. He, uh, he said, according to Rabbi Yochanan, right, the shochet tamimim, right, he, he holds that you shochet tamim bifnim. Is that shechita going to be materas? What's the question that's about to come out here? Like this. We said that shechita has to be shechita in order to be chayv dal It has to be a kosher shechita. Okay. Rabbi Lazar had the following wrinkle that we're about to tackle, which is not a, such a big deal, but it's the following. That when it comes to kachim, typically, once Barry's consecrated it, the shechita itself, 
doesn't do what a normal shechita accomplishes. So for example, when Rabbi Tzvi Holland shechita, okay, picks out an animal for shechting out of, out of the blue, and there's no hektish involved at all. So the second you shecht it, you're allowed to eat it. It's materet. It's a shechita materet. Rabbi Lazar assumed that it's that kind of shechita you'd be chayav dal v'hei for. In other words, Rabbi Lazar is asking all of these cases should be thrown out. There should be no dal v'hei. Because anytime something is makdish, there's another step that has to be done before you can eat it. Even, this would be true, even if it be had a mum. How so? This is what I'm going to say it outside first. If it didn't have a mum, then you have to bring the carbon and then you have to do the, ha, ha, the uh, sprinkling of the dam. It's only after the sprinkling of the dam that it's kosher. And if it had a mum, right, if it was blemished, then even if you shechted it and even if you're not going to bring it to the carbon, you still have to be poda it. You still have to, right, deconsecrate it, take the hektesh off, Right, so either you have to bring the carbon into completion or take the hektish off before you eat it. So in either way, the shechita is not going to be matir this particular animal. And in other, all these cases should be thrown out of court as far as dal is concerned because the animal was not fit for eating. The shechita didn't make it ready to eat. That's where Allah's point. So let's read it inside. In the cases, right, so again, Rabbi Yochanan was the one that said, how do we get out of this not being a kosher shechita? By saying that shechita tamimim bifnim. So it says, if it's bifnim, you bring the animal, the animal's not fit to eat until after you did the zrik hasadam. And, and, and furthermore, even according to Rish Lakish, it says that, that Shmerel stole the blemished hektish animal. Even there, the shechita wouldn't make it fit to eat right away. Because after, even after you shechted it, you still have to unconsecrate it. You'd have to do the redemption in order to make it right to eat. So the question, so he's saying like, either way, Right, whether you stole it uh, in a hektish tamim state, or if you stole it in a hektish right not tamim right uh, puzzle state, either way, there's another step that needs to happen before it's ready to eat, and therefore you should not be chayev in dalad vehe because the shechita was not good. So the gemara says ishtamiti har rabbi shimon. It slipped the mind of Rabbi Lazar when he asked this question that Rabbi Shimon himself held the following idea. That when it comes to Zrika Saddam, right, any time an animal has been shechted and all it is left to do is to do the Zrika Saddam, it's as if the Zrika Saddam has already been done with respect to the Shechita being considered a kosher Shechita. And similarly, if it's not a Tamim animal and it's Psulin and the, right, the Pidyon had not yet happened, it is as if it already happened. Where do we see that? As follows. The Gemara is going to explain the case. Where do we see that it, that the shechita is kosher as soon as it's eligible for the zrikas adam? Detanya, there's a brayso. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shimon himself says, "Yesh nosar shu metametumas ochlin, yesh nosar sheinu metametumas ochlin." There's a kind of nosar that would become tumas ochlin. What does it mean, metametumas uh, ochlin? First of all, what's nosar? Nosar is meat that was left over. When you bring a carbon, you have to consume it within a certain amount of time. Different carbonos is a different amount of time. But once that amount of time that you have like a statute of limitations to eat it has passed, it is called noiser. Noiser has to be burned. You're not allowed to eat it, nor are you allowed to have any hana from it. Okay. So some of it, so, so if it is indeed eligible for eating, then it's going to be also become tame. That's what that means. If it's not eligible for eating, then it's not makabal tumah. What does it mean, are you eligible for eating? So some of it can become tamay, some of it not. Ketzad, what would make nicer 
possible to be mekabel tumah. Lan lifnei zrika ain't a metamatumas ochlin. Laachar zrika metamatumas ochlin. That again, it seems like the step that makes the carbon edible, as well, right, is the zrika. Right again, you, if you have a carbon, nicer is only applicable to a carbon that's brought up. If you have a carbon, you shech the animal, good, and then you do the zrika sadam. Now it's considered edible, which is to say able, capable to be makabal tuma and edible. That's synonymous, and then. That is when it can be mekabel tumah. That's the nice that can be mekabel tumah. The kaimalad, and this is very. This is the important detail here. Where do we? Where are we mekabelad? This is the Rashi, the first wide line in Ayin Bavam Beis. Right. That this is where we learn the Haylifnei Zrika says Rashi. Kodim Shenira Lizrika Kamar. Right. Rashi spells it out already. What the Gemara is about to say that it when it says Lifnei Zrika, it doesn't mean before the. Uh, sprinkling was literally done, but before it was fit to be done. What's the case? The Lohavalei says Rashi, Shahus biyom. The Lav Omed Lizrik biyom, Havalei Lekal Neymar Kazark Dami. In other words, as he says, Lashavya Uchla. That what happens? Rashi's going to say what we're going to end up saying in the Gemara. Rashi uh, anticipates this and says the following. It all depends on when the Shechita was done, not when the Zrika Saddam was done. Rather, once the Shechita was done, we learned in Menachas, right? Once the Shechita is done with enough time to do Zrika Saddam, it's already considered food. That's when it gets the status of food. In other words, all you need is enough time to do the Zrika. You don't have to actually physically do the Zrika for it to be considered edible. Not that you can eat it. You can't eat it until the Zrika Saddam. So there's like edible and then ready to eat. We'll talk about it in stages. So technically, it's considered food once the shechita is done, as, just as long as there's enough time to do the zrika sadam. And then once you do the zrika sadam, you could literally eat it. But it's already considered edible, so to speak, uh, once there's enough, is shechted with enough time to do the zrika sadam. This is going to be the answer, right? Because this is going to be the, the answer to Rebbe Lazar. Then when we say, oh, we're missing a step, the shechita itself is considered something that did render it technically edible, only that there's a step that's missing yet, yet either the pigeon or the Zrika Saddam, right? But in this context, uh, only the fact that it's eligible to have, right? Eligible how? By virtue of the Shechita, the fact that it's now eligible to do the Zrika Saddam, that's what makes it already a Shechita Ru'uya. So let's look at it inside. So we say, Zrika doesn't mean literal Zrika, it means once it's eligible for Zrika. Near Lazrika. After Zrika means after it's eligible for Zrika. Okay. Kodim Shinir Lazrika, Lan, Maihi. Wait a minute. So, what would be the case where it was stayed overnight, Lina, right? Before it became fit for Zrika? This is what Rashi had alluded to. Kodim, it means that if you did not have enough time in the day, which is to say, as Rashi says, you start, you shakhted this thing right before Shkia. As the Gemara says, the Shachte Samach Shkia Sachama, right? If the Shechita was right before Shkia Sachama, so and therefore, because you did it right up against um, Shkia, that means there was not going to be enough time because after Shkia, once it's nighttime, you can no longer do the Zrika Saddam. That's what it means that it's not eligible to do, right? That's not a Shechita Ruya because it's Shechita that's done, where by definition this thing is going to be left overnight. And that shechita would not be a shechita ruya. However, la'achashinir lezrika lan, achashinir lezrika means what? To have your shehutz beyom lemizrake. Anytime you shechted with enough time to do zrika sadam, 
then it's metamatumas ochlin. It's already considered a food, right? It's a big nafkamina. It could already become tame. Alma kolomid lizar kazark dami. We see from this that anything that is uh, eligible to have the zrika, which is to say that the shechita is done with enough time in the day before shkia, right, in order to do the zrika sadam, is going to be as if you did the zrika sadam with respect to making it a food, which, which makes the shechita kasher. This is the answer to Rabbi Lazar, that all of these cases that Rabbi Shimon is talking about when Barry was already makdash the animal, so everyone, so Rabbi Lazar asked, wait a minute, he's makdash the animal, the shechita is never going to be ruya. Even within the Chiddush of Yochanan and, and Rish Lakish of either you're doing a Shchutei Kachim in, in the actual Azar or Shchutei Chutz for a mom, all of these cases need an extra step, says the Gemara. You don't need an extra step because with respect to the Shchita that's going to be Mechayi Vidal Vehei, the Shchita is Ruya because it's eligible for that extra step. That's the answer. Oh, says the Gemara. So that, that answered... The Zrika, that answers the two answers within Rabbi Yochanan. What about the answer within Reish Lakish, that anything that's eligible to do, to do Pidyon is already considered as if you did the Pidyon with regards to the Shechita? That, the Tanya, we learn in the following Bryce of Rabbi Shimon. Oimer, Para. As we arrive at Ein Zayin Amad Aleph, Metama Tumas Ochlin, Hol Vaisal Shasa Kosher. As we arrive at Ein Zayin Amad Okay, I just wanted to say that. What is this Para, Metama Tumas Ochlin, Hol Vaisal Shasa Kosher? So, as follows. Paraduma, okay. A paraduma is usher lebehana, okay. Now, that's okay. Now, the paraduma, as Tosfos explains, you have to look at the top Tosfos paramatamatumus ochlin. It doesn't have kedushas aguf, but it has kedushas mamon, okay. Kedushas mamon could be nifta. What are we talking about? Okay, okay. A paraduma is not a korban fill. Let's let's orient ourselves here. You use the ashes of the paraduma, remember, for the sprinkling. We learned Masechah Sotah, so we remember a little bit. We also learned Masechah Yuma. So we had a big paraduma sugi there. Mm-hmm. So this is an animal that you're going to be mekadesh in the sense that you're going to use the communal funds to buy it. Okay? And that's called, right, a kedushas mamon. You're using communal funds from the base of Mikdash to buy this thing. Okay. But it can be nifta. It can that can be nifta, which is to say, when you use communal funds and you designate something as a carbon, that's you, you can't just you can't undo that by turning it into chulin. You have to shach that thing. Okay, you have to shach that animal. But if it's kedushas mamon, right, like a paraduma, you're not bringing it on the mizbeach. Chas v'shalom, right? The paraduma you're using just as a paraduma. You're shechting it outside of the mizbeach, and you're using and you're burning it. And you're using the ashes. It's a whole procedure, right? But that's called kedushas mama, right? It is a communal thing. The community buys the paraduma. The community uses the ashes of the paraduma, but the community does not bring it as a korban. Therefore, it can be nifta. Okay, that you can be nifta. Why would you be nifta paraduma? Is a different question, but you can do that. Okay. Well. Let's say somebody slaughters the paraduma as they do. Can you, in Lakewood, you know, in Lakewood, Barry, they have, you could buy for $10,000 a paraduma sub-sandwich. You know, they have these, like, with gold flakes, like $10,000 sandwiches, like in five towns in Lakewood. Buy a paraduma sandwich. You can. You can, can you take that meat and make a paraduma sandwich? It's better than pastrami. So it says, metamatumas ochlin, which is to say it's edible, right? The meat of the paraduma now, the paraduma itself is aser behana, right? Because it has, right? Because the paraduma is aser behana. But the meat would still convey tumma. Why? 
Since it had a moment, a brief moment, where you could theoretically eat it. What does that mean? Let's look at that Rashi. The Rashi's on Ein Amad Alf. May as well read all the Rashi's. The first one says, Why? Theoretically, you could eat it in Lakewood, the Paraduma sub sandwich. Why? This is before the Zrika. In other words, you shechted the animal and you didn't do any of the sprinkling yet. And then, in other words, at the moment of shechting, before you did the hazah, there was this like brief moment in time where in theory that meat could have been used. Because of that brief moment of time, okay, it's going to be tummy. All it needs is to have a little bit of tumah, a little bit of shas kosher, as it's called, in order to be, uh, to be makabal tumah. That's what the Brysa says. Okay, there, the Omer Reish Lakesh is returned to Zion of his base. Omer Hayyar Bishimin, Par Niftis Al Gabi Marachta. That a paraduma can still be Niftis, redeemed, even after it was shechted. Okay. Now, on the Marachta is, uh, again, as we talked about, it had a special designated place, an Harazesim, right? And so even after it was slaughtered, right, and then burned on that special place, not in the Azara, but in Harazesim, there you could still do what? You could still redeem it. Why? In other words, since you could at one point be redeemed, it's considered as if it was the Shechita made it ready for consumption, even though really it's Asr Bahana. That teaches you, the fact, right, that you can be it, even though it's Asr Bahana, means that anything that stands to be Nifta is Kifadoi Dami. Wow. So that is, right, that, that's the first Rashi 9 Zion of Bez, that Rashi Lakish is saying that what would be the case? In other words, Rashi's addressing, why would anybody be poda a paraduma? Like we're in the middle of the procedure. We want this A for paraduma. Well, what if you find a nicer paraduma? So you say, you know what? This could be, I could make a killing. I could sell paraduma sub sandwiches in Lakewood. So this would be amazing. I have a shasa kosher here where I can be nifted it. And says the Gemara, says Rashi, finishes off, It's considered food. With respect to what? It could be Mikabal Tumah. There's a very detailed little thing within Paraduma that there is a scenario, let's say you found another Paraduma, even while it's on the pyre, as it were, P Y R E, that even there, where it's in Harzesim, and you find another Paraduma for whatever reason. If you want it to be part of this, which you never would because it's so rare and the ashes are so valuable, but if for whatever reason there's a lot of paradumas that year, which never happened, but if it happened and you said, you know what? This, I'll use this other nicer, bigger paraduma. I'll be poda this paraduma. I'll redeem it. I'll get it out of here because again, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, Kedushas Aguf. This is not like redeeming a carbon. This is redeeming Kedushas Mammon. So you can theoretically redeem it. And it has that moment before it becomes the ashes of Paraduma. And you can indeed redeem it and make a killing selling Paraduma sandwiches. Because it has that potential to do so, it's as if it's already been redeemed with respect to being Makabal Tuma as a food. This is where we learn that Kola Nifta Kepodoy Dami. Andrew, do you have any curiosity at all 
about the thousands of words of Tosfos on Ayin Zayin, but Aleph, or should we move on? I could tell you, like, it, like in broad strokes, um, that it has to do, uh, it has to do a lot with the the tuma of the paraduma. That the question is, we're dancing around the issue. <laughs> we're totally ignoring the fact that you might recall that the whole purpose of the paraduma is to be mitaher tameim and metame tahorim, as we learned in Masechus Yuma. <laughs> well, okay, so Tosfos, it's not lost on Tosfos, and you can tell by the size of the Tosfos and Dafai and Zayin Amad Aleph, the notion that uh, Paraduma becoming Mechabal Tuma is a thorny issue indeed, because the Paraduma has a very special status with respect to Tuma, irrespective of Pedro and not. Like, we're treating it like it's any other carbon. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's fit to eat. We'll sell it as a sandwich in, 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 in Los Angeles or in Lakewood. But it's, it's not exactly as a shout-out for everybody who wants to... What is it, April 2nd, the Chasana in Los Angeles? Andrews? Um, the, uh, right, so the question is, again, it, the, we're talking about it like almost like it's normal to eat a paraduma and that the tuma aspect of a paraduma is treated like any other Kedushas Mamun, Tosfa says not so fast. Paraduma has its own tuma laws that are very intricate and goes through all of Shas basically and analyzes that issue. But that's not for our purposes. Our purposes, we just want to get back to Rilakish with Rav Shimon to understand that even though it was not yet nifta, that the fact that it has potential to be nifta makes the shechita kosher. Once the shechita is kosher, bring it all the way back to our sugya, Shmerel's gonna be chayiv and dal behay. That even though we didn't do that extra step, right, of doing the actual, carrying the, the actual pigeon, Shmerel's gonna be chayiv and dal behay. So now three lines down on Zainam and Bez. We explained, Rabbi Yochanan, we explained Reish Lakish, and now says the Gemara, why did one not hold like the other? Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan, Lamar Kirishim, Ben Lakish. I understand why Rabbi Yochanan wanted to do a case of Kachim, right, Tamimim, Bifnim, the Kabayla Ukamil Masnis and Afilabi Tamimim. Because the mission itself didn't qualify. In other words, the fact that the animal had to have a mum, that's a very important detail that the mission had left out, if that's the only way that it works, right, as Reish Lakish would suggest. So that's why Rav Yochanan didn't hold of that, that it has to be a mum. He held that, it, that it's not qualified as such, and therefore it's probably talking about Tamimim. If it's, that's the case, then obviously the Shechita took place in the base, in the Azar. my time Why did Rav Hold otherwise. Why did Reish Lakish, why did he feel that he was painted into such a corner that it had to be a case where it was, uh, the animal had a mum? So Amar Lach, the Gemara says, Reish Lakish says, Utvacha o macharo. That the Pasuk says, either Tavach o machar. Kol heicha de isa b'mechira, isa b'tvicha. Kol heicha de isa b'mechira, isa b'tvicha. In other words, uh, Reish Lakish sees a comparison. Since the Torah itself says that the case has to be one where Shmerel either shechts it or sells it, then, according to Reish Lakish, and at, the case must be where the animal could theoretically be either sold or shechted. And, and it is only then that you'd be high for either one, right? The honey kachim, and here when you're talking about a case where Barry already was makash the animal, hoil the chimazabin kachim loyav mechira, as Rashi explains, right? The ain kachim tamimim yotzim lechulun. In other words, hilchach uh, skin. In other words, in a case of Barry being makash the animal, if Shmerel steals it and sells it, the Mechira is going to go back, right? They're going to go to Rabbi Rose and they're going to say, who owns this thing? I'm going to say, hey, Shmerel, your sale was a Mechachtos, right? Your sale never worked. Barry always Mechash the animal. You sold something that wasn't even Barry's or yours. It belongs to Shemayim. 
So bring it back. So it's, since it's not a mechira, then even the shechita wouldn't work. Which is to say, Rishlakish is never going to hold in a case of kachim that belong to a mizbeach, he's never going to hold that that's going to be chayav dal Because the tvicha was done on an animal that's not eligible for mechira. That's the shita of, of Rishlakish. Now, the, that means that any time that there's an unblemished animal that belongs to the korban, none of this dal uh, actually is uh, eligible, is applicable according to Rishlakish. And the only time that it would be is if it had a mum. Because if it had a mum, then it's, never, it's not going to the Mizbeach anymore. If it's not going to the Mizbeach anymore, then you could theoretically sell it because it doesn't belong to the Mizbeach. And it's that, for that reason that he says that the animal had a uh, mum and that that's the case. So the Gemara, I'll do the Tamayu. And you know what? When you look at it, Reish Lakish and the Biochanan actually agree with themselves with Shitas that they said elsewhere. As follows. The Itmar. The case, uh, we, we said as follows. Hamarcher Trefala Divir Rabbi Shimon. Let's say Shmerel sells a trefa. What would be the halacha according to Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chai, Rabbi Shalakish Amar Potter. This is with respect to Dal Vehei. Right? Rabbi Yochanan says that you're still going to be Chai of Dal Vehei, even though it's a trefa. And Rabbi Shalakish is going to say that you're going to be Potter for paying Dal Vehei when you sold the trefa. Why? Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chai, Afagav Delesei Betvicha, Isa Bimechira. Because Rabbi Yochanan is going to say like this. The animal, let's say for whatever reason, we know that it's a, it's a trefa. Okay? So, let's say it was shot in the head or whatever. It, or, or we know that it's a trefa. So, once it's a trefa, the shechita is no good. So, Rabbi Yochanan, again, is going to say that doesn't matter. In other words, it's very simple, guys. According to Rabbi Yochanan, it needs to be eligible either to be sold or to be shechted. And if you shecht the animal that's eligible to be shechted, you're going to be chayav If you sell the animal that's eligible to be Sold, Yechayev Dal Vehei. In other words, Tvicha or Mechira, one or the other. If Shimon simply holds, it needs to be eligible for both in order to be Chayev either one. Which is to say, if you have a Trefa, it's not eligible to be Shechted, and therefore, even if you sold it, you wouldn't be Chayev, right? That's the case. A Mocher, you sell it, a Trefa. Vishlakish Amar, right? That Vishlakish Amar, right? Pater, because. Since it's a trefa and it's not eligible for proper slaughter, it's also not eligible to be sold, which is to say, if you sold it, you would not be chayav dal because you can't properly shecht it. Wow. So now Rabbi Yochanan is going to challenge. He's going to say, Rabbi Lakish. What about the following brisa? Ganav kilaim tvacha. This kilaim is a hybrid animal. Uh, as Rashi explains, mikivsa v'taish ba. This is a hybrid from two kinds of set. It has to be a shore set to be chayv dal anyway, as we've already said. It's only those two species. But within set, there are subspecies that can't be mated with each other. That's how Rashi is explaining how you end up with a hybrid that would be chayv dal altogether. Okay, fine. So there, what's going on? There, it's still called a set. Okay, and be that as it may, he 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 stole the set. Now. The problem with this hybrid animal is that it's what, Barry? It's ha, it's Asr Bahana. Something that's Asr Bahana, you cannot sell. But he didn't sell it. He shechted it. Oh. So if you follow the logic, if he shechted something that's Asr Bahana that you cannot sell, Rabbi Yochanan is going to say that it doesn't matter. You're still going to be high of Dal for selling an animal that you can't shech. But Rabbi Shimon, uh, right, but Rabbi Shlakish should end up saying that you are potter. Because you couldn't sell it, you shouldn't be chayav even for shechting it. So again, he shechted an animal that he cannot sell, or trefa or machara, or he sold an animal that you cannot shecht, 
right? So again, we're, we're isolating the cases. We're saying when you have an animal, you can only do one or the other. Says the b'risa, Misham Tashlumi Avra Chamisha. The b'risa explicitly says you have to pay Dal Vehei. So that sounds explicitly like Reb Shimon, right? That, like, like the way Rabbi Yochanan interprets it, that it can only has to be one or the other. My lover of Shimon, he says the Gemara, Alma Afal Gav the Leisa Betvicha Esim Mechira, right? It sounds like even though you can't sell it, right? You, even though you can't rather shecht it, you could still sell it, and therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, you should, it, it should be like the way Rabbi Yochanan, um, the Rabbi Yochanan understands that you can only, you're going to be Chayv Dalvei, even if you can only do one or the others. I'm a Leisa, Shlakish answers low, Rabbanan. No, we still might be reflecting the position of the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan said that a trefa is also subject to the, to the halacha of shechita. In other words, Rav Shimon is going to hold that trefa is not. But the Rabbanan say that trefa is. Now we're going back to our original Mishnah. It was, Rav Shimon who, it was only Rav Shimon who said that there's an issue of, with regards to this animal, right? So the Gemara says, I Rabbanan, trefa b'mechira isa, b'zvicha leisa, but if the Bryce is talking about the Rabbanon, so why are we talking about Dal Behei only for a trefa, right? Is, are they saying that only a trefa is, is b'mechira, but not the actual shechita? So it says, Ve'elamai Rabbi Shimon, kilayim b'tvicha isa b'mechira leisa, and Rabbi Shimon is going to turn it around. He's going to say, when it comes to kilayim, that asr ba'ana, are you going to say that those are good for tvicha and not for mechira? Elatana tvicha, behu adin l'mechira. So according to Reish Lakish, when it says tvicha, it also means mechira, meaning even though it says tvicha, this is very not intuitive because the Gemara made it sound, right, the Brisa made it sound like you only sold the trefa or shechted the kalayim, but it didn't mean that. It means, according to Rish if you're going to say, right, within Rav Shimon, you're going to be high for both, right? Tvicha v'hua din l'mechira. So it says, if that's the case, so maybe if, if it's for both, it's for, so then it should be both in the other direction also, that it's going to be high for Mechira and also for the Shechting. It says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan would just say, this is not an argument. Right, the idea of Rabbi Shimon, so you could say, I can understand why it's only with respect to a a kalaim. I did a ton of trefa bechada, a ton of kalaim bechada. I can understand according to Yochanan how you would only have the trefa for the one case, right? And the kalaim in the case in the case of of uh, of only in the case of the mechira. Eliyah mas rabbanan narvinu b'nisninu. Right? If it was rabbanan, then you would teach them both together by saying gan of kalaim betrefa tvachanu machar mishamta shlumi arav chamisha. So that is the deed of Kasha and Reish Lakish. So tomorrow we'll resume by explaining exactly what just went on with respect to the Brisa and how it affects Reish Lakish. And we'll start up, right, six lines up from the bottom, Vayin Zayin Amad Beis.